fresh catch. With David Dean and Dave Ryan. I, I like, my friend, that you are sleeveless right now. And it's, this is like, uh, if you're from Indiana, this is stuff you wear to a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so you go, yeah, I've, I've dressed up because there are no frays. I didn't cut it sleeveless. I bought it this way. So it's a bought sleeveless, so that's a dress-up. You can handle you know, that. You know it's officially summer in the Dean household when I bring about seven to eight old T-shirts down to Betsy and say, could you cut the sleeves off of these for me? So <laughs> that, that is the, the summer has officially begun. And she also casually says, after washing shirts, and you've had to, and I help do laundry too, but but – there's certain shirts while she's folding them, especially that Under Armour material that that she says these these just still stink. They're just a stink that won't leave. So that also goes into the pile of could you please cut these sleeves off? Uh, but again, I'm not making fun of Indiana. I'm not knocking our hometown of Huntington. But when you're out in town shopping, grocery shopping, Walmart, Family Dollar, there there is no there is no clothing etiquette. I, I, you know, I've gone to a couple of, I mean, there's not a, a lot of restaurants in Huntington that are sort of upscale, <laughs> right? But there's a couple that you kind of think, okay, this is a, at least from a menu pricing, they're a little bit a, a step above. And you imagine, I, I'm going to take Susie, it's going to be a nice date. And you look around and what you're describing, it's like fair game. There's no such thing as, you know, they can wear anything they want at any restaurant in town. Kind of frustrating. Do you do you ever feel like when you when you're out to eat and you wear maybe a collared shirt? I went with a buddy when I met him for a lunch date, and he uh, <clears throat> he wanted to go to a, a pub that had great food. So we went noon, and we I had kind of like a polo shirt and khaki shorts, and he looked kind of nice. And and we got into this 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 pub that had great chicken wings, and it was exactly what you described. <laughs> And he and I whispered to each other, we feel like Cam and Mitch from Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> because every head of the pub turned and stared at us. And like, you know, the jukebox stopped. Waitresses stopped. They all looked at us. Those guys have got collars. What are they doing here? What are they doing? Are they trying to big time us? Are they trying to <laughs> – who do they think they are? <laughs> As you get older – as you get older, though, do you start to kind of worry less about clothing, how it matches, appearance, things like that? I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not full blown. I don't care, but I'm, I'm kind of walking the fence, especially day to day, working in the yard. Things, it's just not, not a big deal. I got to tell you, even right now, it's uh, 10:30 in the morning. I, uh, as far as you can tell. I've got a Cubs t-shirt on. That's nice. clean, yeah. Uh, but I also happen to have my flannel pajama bottoms on still. And we have outside our door on our little street, there's a, there's a whole host of 
of uh, street workers who've come in. They're going to pave the street. So there's a bunch of people, you know, out there. And I noticed, I, I glanced out and I noticed that my mailbox, you know, flap was open there. So I just walked across the street in my pajama bottoms and closed my, my mailbox flap because I don't care. That's exactly what all wishes to say, I don't care. I go to my way, dad's, I go, go to ahead. my dad's a couple of days ago, I want to take dad out for lunch. So I go to the house and I have to wait for 30 seconds a minute because he's napping. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Those are words that come off of his lips. All the, I was taking a nap. Taking a nap. So while he's taking a nap, I'm looking at some family photos in, uh, in my mom and dad's house. My mom passed away five years ago. But I look at family photos of Dave. I know it was 20 years ago because I looked at the children. Our kids were in the family picture. And I was determining the age. It was about 20 to 22 years ago, these family pictures on the wall. I noticed my dad's stonewashed jeans and these awful looking shoes that have these Velcro flaps. Right, right. When my dad comes out of the bedroom from taking a nap to go to lunch with me, guess what he's wearing? Those exact same stonewashed jeans and those <laughs> shoes that have the Velcro straps. And in his mind, he's dressed up. We're going out of the town. This is great. I'm like, this is what you had 22 years ago. Like, oh, Bob, I don't, I don't need to go shop. I got everything I need. So, Well, you know that uh, I'm going to step in it a little bit here because uh, under, the hat, under the heading of uh, proper attire, we are in a, a hyper judgment zone. I mean, we might be talking about this with regard to, you know, cut off sleeves and whether that's appropriate now. But you know that the hyper judgment zone of the moment is face mask. And whether Ooh. you're wearing it or not wearing it, it's just like, so have you felt, have you felt judged or judged others a little bit when you've been out about with the face mask? I mean, have you all, you know, I mean, I remember I, I went to, a, I went to a meat shop, a butcher shop weeks ago. When, when everybody was just really nervous. And nobody who was, nobody, the workers, nobody had face masks on. Hmm. And I thought. Of all places. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, so I've been guilty of the judging, but I've also, you know, just kind of wondered sometimes now, I'm walking around, I'm the only one with the face mask. And huh. I, I think, what do you, do you think I'm just a wimp? Do you think I'm just... What do, what do people think of me as a that's, face mask wear? I never, did you ever think the day would come when you, the word face mask, the noun, would be so polarizing? Yeah. Face mask. Yeah. I, I don't wear them. Even in the height of the pandemic, I, I thought, to me, this is my opinion. I just felt it was a bit over the top. It was hyperbole. Why not during flu season three years ago? Flu season. That's probably when we should be wearing. But I never did. But I never, I never got any kind of verbal pushback from people. I got maybe a few stares from older women that took their cart and kind of if they saw me without the mask, they, you know, stop and do a U-turn and, and head out. And uh, uh, but Betsy and I went to uh, Fort Wayne a couple of days ago to do a little shopping. I was just craving Panda Express. And they have on their door, you cannot enter without a face mask. 
uh, and the drive-through was a mile long, and so we uh, ate elsewhere. But I, that's a uh, to face mask or not to face mask. I, I'm this, yeah. So it's you remember the old book years ago, "Real Men Eat Quiche" or something like that. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a, uh, that's a little bit what's going on, and and uh, it so happens that our our territory up here in northern Indiana is uh, spiking right now with regard to the, the, the COVID. And uh, in fact, my, my next door neighbor is in the hospital and struggling uh, wow. quite a bit with this. But he, he, uh, he had a business where he's engaging a lot of Amish uh, on a regular basis. I mean, he was, he's a chiropractor of all things. So, you know, it's, you, you don't, there's no social distancing when you're a chiropractor mm -hmm. and uh, Amish weren't wearing face masks. And uh, no. I'm, I'm thinking about my last interactions with him. How far away was I with him? Oh. And, and uh, you know, his wife's got it. Just going. Listen, I'm a. I'm hard. It's hard for me not to be judgy about you. I'll just say it that way. The, the face the, without a face mask or without sleeves. Which 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 do you hate more about me? That I don't wear a face mask or I don't have sleeves? Or let me ask you this: Next time Betsy cuts the sleeves off of my shirt, I use those as a face mask. <laughs> you could make me happy then. Look at my, look at my. Could we, could we be friends again if I? Yes, yes. On my shirt in front of my face. Yeah, because then I mean somehow you're saving the environment too because you repurposed your sleeves. You're not just throwing them away. If you, I mean that's a that's a a recycling mindset. I like that about you that you are so easy to flip into that that good conscious citizenship like that. And what I appreciate about you is that I don't I don't have to hear a lot of fluff. I would rather have you just come at me right to the core with how you feel rather than dancing around. You know how you talk to certain people, they have a bone to pick with you, and they're dancing. They 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 dance for about five, ten minutes, and I just I just want to say, just ask me to dance with you. Stop yeah. stop dancing by yourself. You have an issue. There's a there's a problem. Just, just step on my toes. Just, just go after it. it and, and do friends do that? Do I, friends, do is friends that, dance? Is that the next level? I mean, we had two weeks in a row where the where the title of our podcast has included the word "hard conversations." Hard. And and we had a great response from people. I know, and and uh, I almost feel like that's part of what you're asking for. Let's do this again. Let's take it. Let's keep having. Hard. Okay, so if we couldn't use the term hard conversation, how would we describe it? That's a that's a great way. That's uh and I don't think this happens between men very often. I think you have to what does it take for men to say I just I reread that book by John Eldridge, uh, uh Wild at Heart, and uh and he opens the book saying that that men as we get older we struggle with church, even younger men, because church is the place where you go and you look nice and you sit down and you're quiet and you're polite and the songs are very slow and, and, and peaceful and that's everything that a man is not. And so Eldridge was kind of talking about just the, the DNA of a man that they want to go hunt and they want to run and they want to hike and they want to kill and attack and storm the fort and watch gladiator i mean 
so he he proceeds to unpack the how men struggle with church and so i i think men we're, we're not too far from our boys we want to run and play and not share feelings yeah so i got a theory on this because I, I i agree with you i i think that there's uh you know the word i'm looking for right now is transparency a little bit is like i you know i want to let you in there are but but for men men sometimes the reason men aren't transparent is because they haven't gone in themselves <laughs> they're most a lot of men don't don't you know they just kind of like you're describing it i'm going to be busy i'm going to be active i'm going to keep it going at that level and uh, don't ask me to be reflective or introspective don't don't ask that of me hmm. and uh, so in many ways i think men's challenge is you know it's in there it's deep and i haven't dealt with it so i can't invite you to be transparent i do i think women have this is this is so terrible i'd love for feedback from any of our women listeners what are our demographics by the way do we have any women listeners our wives okay our wives i'm, I'm not even certain they listen anymore <laughs> i uh, i think that the transparency challenge for most women that I know is uh, about politeness, mm. that they might be more concerned about uh, an appearance of politeness with each other so that let, let's keep it safe at that level versus let's just get at it. So you, that's how, when you said, let's, let's not dance around it, let's get after it, let's get after it. Well, there's something, if I have a friendship with somebody who says, I'm gonna get after it with you, I, that feels like a closer friendship because I'm going, that's a sturdy friendship. It can, it can handle this. This is, this is safe territory. I tiptoe around people that I'm uncertain about whether they're going to handle okay. it. Okay. So yeah. you, you tiptoe because you don't, you don't maybe have that relationship with them or that friendship yet. So you're kind of, you're kind of dancing and tiptoeing because you still want to maintain the, the measure of friendship that you already have. Without. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, I always want to be authentic and genuine with people, but it just tells me that there are some people that you go, we haven't gotten there yet. We just, you know, maybe we haven't okay. gotten enough shared experiences. I understand it. I mean, you don't have to automatically trust everybody. Um, and some people have reasons, almost legitimate reasons in their background to, to not, you know, to be a little bit more guarded and close. But I, it's a it's a pretty liberating thing to be able to shoot straight with people and to do it in a way that isn't uh, judgmental. Mm -hmm. It isn't demeaning. It's just honest. And in, if any way, maybe refreshingly, like invitingly honest. That's how I imagine Jesus to be, that he would somehow engage people at, a, at just like the heart level but without anything, uh, I mean, he just respected and loved them while he did that. You and I had a, an hour conversation on the phone before this podcast, and uh, uh, I asked you some questions, some heartfelt questions, and you uh, you gave me some, some some pretty straight answers, and then you had some heartfelt questions, and uh, never once during that that hour phone call did I feel. Uh, like our friendship was was threatened or that you were uh, 
condemning or that you were uh, coming if I knew, down on me. If I'd known you were wearing, you were sleeveless, I might have had a different opinion. You, you, it was probably at that point during the phone call, I had nothing on, and so you, <laughs> you would have really. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I, 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 I cherish those conversations within that close circle of friends, and we've talked about this before in a podcast, but. I'm not sure if I would have that. I would be quite as vulnerable uh, with an outer layer of, of, of friends. Um, I, I mean, even with good friends, it's emotionally exhausting, isn't it? It I is. Mean, it, it's, it's. I can't. I can't sustain that all day. God bless no, people who are counselors. I have no idea how they do that. No, and and we've also mentioned it before. Uh, and I I do have sort of a, a feminine side um the, the tone of voice you know a man's voice is is deeper so it's easy to get it's oh, yeah, easy to yeah. escalate and kind of use it's deep but i can start i can kind of push the volume a look and i i hear that sometimes like if if, uh, if, uh, if a man goes off on me or a woman begins to yell i just i close down hmm. uh and so the tone of voice to me is something i i I listen to as well that's a that's a great point so uh it's a little side road but i you know when you imagine or maybe hear the voice of god in your life it's it's a lot more james earl jones than it is mike tyson am i right am i right this <laughs> is a little uh, I just want you to know, this is Jesus here. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to see you. I'm going to get in the ring and fight that. Listen, Satan, Satan is your opponent. <laughs> I want you to put on those boxing gloves, put on former God, and just know that I'm on your side. And go fight Satan. Satan's a bad, bad person. I'm sorry, Jesus. No, I'm so sorry, Jesus. <laughs> and then there's Barry White. I love you, you know. <laughs> I really love you. No, no, don't walk away. Don't no, walk no. away, Dave. Oh, Look at me. Feel let me my tell love. you something. God's right here. I'm gonna wrap my arms around you. Oh, I'm gonna wrap my arms around you. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna protect you. Come here. Come here. Listen. Oh, you sexy thing. I'm sorry, God. Listen. There is a. I'm gonna reference a really old radio show. So. If there's anybody who's really old, they might remember this. But okay. it was on Moody Bible, and it was Bill Pierce's song show called Night Sounds. Oh. <laughs> now, Bill Pierce, I mean, it came on like at 11.30 at night. I mean, I remember listening to it 35 years ago, so it's a long time ago. But Bill Pierce had this really low voice. I like this. This is Night Sounds with Bill Pierce. And he talked like this, and it was all about scripture. They talk like this. And I thought to myself, I could, I know your demographic, Bill Pierce. It's lonely women right now, late at night, who are listening to you. Son of a sort of sex up scripture with the way you're ta talking. It was just real breathy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go, that's not Proverbs, right. Proverbs 31, ladies. <laughs> hey, so for years, for years, I was on this. Uh, anytime Max Lucado wrote a book. I mean, I was the first one at the Christian bookstore. I'm reading every Max Lucado book ever. 
And then one day I find out he's going to be a guest on TV, probably like a Trinity Broadcasting Network. And I'm, the, I'm glued to the TV. This is the guy I've been reading for years. I cannot wait to hear the great Max Locato. And Max Locato goes, I, I'm Max Locato. I want you to know something. If you're ever in San Antonio and you want to come visit our church sometime, we're going to locate at in Maine, San Antonio, first Christian. I'm like, that's... That's the guy I've been reading for years who had this voice like James Earl Jones and has this incredible depth. But when Max O'Connor okay talked on TV, it sounds like this. <laughs> He's 14 years old going through puberty. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Yeah. I, I've had those experiences too. And I, you know what? I hope that's not, I mean, if you're a podcast listener, You've already, I mean, the reason you've chose your podcast presumably includes, hey, I like listening to their voices, right? And they don't have to see us. And they don't have to see us. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yes. so tank tops and shirtless, does Betsy ever cut the middle of your shirt off so that you've got a midriff thing going? Uh, again, that's, that's a dinner shirt. That would be, that would be something. <laughs> That would give me a little a little room for my stomach to expand. Yeah, and, and by the way, if you ever want to have a table to yourself, if you want to have a restaurant to yourself, cut the cut the half the shirt off right there, and wear shorty shorts and a pair of Crocs, and you'll have the restaurant to yourself. Oh my goodness! So so our wives can confront us. We confront our wives on occasion, but. But but going back, so you 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 hit me right away with the sleeveless shirt. I'm not offended. Are we in a day and age where if you confront, if you share, if you talk, that people are easily offended? Isn't that a word that we hear? It's overused. You offended me. Yeah. What's wrong with being offended? Yeah. I you know I here, okay. So I'm gonna my theology on this okay. is that it all tracks back to the, the kind of core of my sin problem. And the core of my sin problem is just the same as my four-year-old grandson says, you're not the boss of me. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's you, it's it, but it's ultimately God. I, nobody's the boss of me. I get to be who I want to be. Don't, you know, even the notion of a dialogue that says, you ought to because Jesus says, no, 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 that's, that's your version of Jesus. Okay. My version of Jesus never corrects me, never, <laughs> never does anything but, but pat me on the back and say how much I'm, I'm a good kid and I love, you know, he gives me great participation awards all the time. I mean, that's the, that's, and I'm just saying, because that's the core, uh, then straight talk with each other is unwelcome. It doesn't, because um, frankly, the the target of the straight talk is to threaten my core that says I get to do what I get to do. And I even if you does and that I have a good conversation and, and it makes you think about something, you might be ticked off because you had to think about it when you didn't want to think about it, and now you're offended that you made me I made you think, and so your pushback is on that basis. So when I, when I hear something from you, Betsy, close circle of friends that maybe offends, steps on my toes, 
if it comes from somebody I love and respect, I'll, I'll chew on that for a few more days. Somebody I don't know, you don't know me, it goes in one ear and out the other. But I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody saying things that, that, that I don't want to use the word offend because I just, I hate, but I, it pushes you. It makes you think you're, you, you start to look in the mirror and you say, I need to recalibrate. Yeah. Those are great friends. Those are friends I need. David and I have just begun to appreciate the fact that our podcast listeners are such friends. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We'll try to do better next week.